Welcome to Season 11 of Retrain Your Brain with me, Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. As usual, it's about 10 minutes on my couch to reframe life's little questions. I was recently asked about love at first sight and whether it's real. And the answer is sort of. Many couples will say it all the time. They knew the very first time they met. Given that I had a starter marriage and have now upgraded, that probably wasn't the case for me. But a survey by Zosk et al. in 2017 in the Netherlands asked 400 men and women about their experiences of romantic love. And they found that people report a feeling of instant attraction to their partner, which appears to go beyond a biased positive memory. A higher rating of attractiveness of the other person can be correlated with a higher rating of love at first sight. More men reported the feeling than women, but it was unclear in the research if those men had experienced that feeling with all of their previous partners. And anecdotal reports of the phenomenon describe it as a feeling of butterflies in the stomach, a deep connection, a feeling like you've known them all your life, an excitement when you see them, and an electricity when your eyes meet. And certainly, there are also the portrayals in Hollywood rom-coms and classic Disney movies, which does sometimes lead us to question if we are experiencing a self-fulfilling prophecy. We want it, we expect it, we experience it. Now, I'm not saying those experiences are not real. They are certainly likely to have many physiological changes, but the placebo effect brings those along as well. And also, with regards to that piece of research, it is unclear how many of those couples are still together after the initial survey. But I'm not a cynic. I really am all for true love. However, some of those feelings may be literally romanticised as we create the narrative of our experience. And actually, what may be happening physiologically could be a lot more basic Dr. Fisher of Rutgers University in New Jersey explains that there are three key components to attraction. The first is sex drive, our libido, feelings of lust. And these are associated primarily with our hormones and they motivate us to seek a sexual union. In this case, it is literally we are looking to have sex. Then the next component is attraction. This can be associated with high levels of dopamine and low serotonin, and it's kind of similar to the adrenaline rush, the feeling we might get on a thrill ride or if our body's stressed. And in some cases, strangely enough, when it comes to attraction, we may even be able to smell a suitable mating partner, or at least their sense of smell can heighten our feelings towards them. But that is a separate system to the sex drive system. And then you have the attachment system. And this is associated with oxytocin and vasopressin, which helps form bonds between caregiver and offspring, which supports their survival, but also between partners, because again, if they have offspring, it means they're more likely to stay together, which again ensures the offspring's survival. But what Dr. Fisher adds is these systems can work independently and they can support each other. 
So it means you can want to have sex with someone you don't find attractive just because you're feeling a bit horny. But also a sexual attraction can turn into affectionate attachment or vice versa. Friends can become lovers. So while love at first sight is a very romantic narrative, initial attraction and fleeting moments can sometimes fade longer term. And longer term also means we need a little bit more than those initial feelings. We need commitment. Sometimes we need compromise. Sometimes we need sacrifice. And with that, it is also very important to keep your own ideals, hopes and values and goals in mind, especially in the throes of that love at first sight feeling. Further research has suggested that it is very possible to have those feelings, the sexual drive, the attraction for more than one person at the same time. And of course, acting on the drive for an illicit affair can bring very painful consequences for more than just the two people involved. So as such, we do need to consider the possible outcomes of succumbing to our emotional and physical motivations. So, unfortunately, this is going to be a little bit of a mood breaker. But the questions you may need to ask yourself when considering any relationship do include, number one, what do I want from this relationship? And does the other person want the same? There is a huge difference between a hookup, a potential spouse or a throuple, for example. Number two, can I be clear about my expectations with the other person? How will I respond if we don't agree? And this also includes things that you are not willing to compromise on. For example, wanting to have children or perhaps your religious beliefs. Number three, why do I want this relationship? Now, hopefully the answers here will relate to the feelings of joy you might bring to each other as a team rather than, well, right now I'm in an unhappy relationship and need a reason to leave, which is very unfair on the other person. Or another terrible reason is I just need a relationship because a sense of desperation can indicate there's some personal self-love work that needs to be done. And yes, although it's a cliche, the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. And if you have that, it is much easier to form healthy relationships with others. Remember, your relationship with others does not complete you. The other person is simply a bonus to your wonderful life as you are to theirs. Now, funnily enough, research from mathematician Dr. John Billingham discussed that for one third odds of true love, Statistically, we actually need to reject the first 37% of people and accept the next one who is that little bit better than the rest. Now, this is a third odds of true love. It's not great, but if one in two marriages can end in divorce, it still may give us a better chance. Of course, realistically, this may not work. I personally can't imagine if I had a 100 people chasing me, rejecting the first 37 just without thinking because math says so, and then accepting number 38, 39 or 40, who just may be that little bit better than all of the ones I've rejected. But can love at first sight work? Well, yes, sometimes, of course, it can. 
That feeling of instant attraction can, of course, lead to lasting love, but also it might not. We need to recognise that rom-coms and fairy tales don't always extend beyond the happily ever after. For some people who are instantly attracted, yes, that attraction maybe made them get together faster, but it doesn't necessarily mean that one relationship is going to last longer than the other. The fast relationship, the fast moving one is not necessarily going to last longer than the one that was a bit of a slow burn. Relationships take work. And yes, I am someone who loves their job and I work hard, but it doesn't feel difficult. But that is how I also see my relationship. And to be honest, it's how I see many of my friends working through theirs. For work, love and friendships, I personally think we need to focus on the following. Open lines of communication. Another interesting thing that mathematics showed us is that partners who allowed each other to gripe and complain were actually happier than those who tried to avoid conflict. So whilst it feels a bit like work, whilst it may be hard, whilst it may be a less than pleasant environment for a while, if you allow the other person's space to experience and express emotions and then work together to move forward, that is a really healthy form of teamwork. And the best relationships really are seen as an equal team. Long-term relationships take work from both parties. But if you've chosen wisely, like a job you enjoy, like friends with whom you love spending time, it doesn't feel difficult because all you're doing when you've made that choice is simply continuing to make it. And that's all we have time for. But for more, do check out my website, www.draudreyt.com, which has links to my YouTube channel where I've got loads of practical tips. Or join me on Tuesday nights at 9pm on NLive Radio for the Wellbeing Lounge, where I talk to tons of amazing guests on everything to do with mental health and fitness. That's www.nliveradio.com. <laughs>